Hey guys, today's episode is sponsored by Bruch. Bruch is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With a powerful sonic technology and ultra gentle bristles, the Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist, like a fresh whole mouth clean, but it's every single day. So girl, we got to talk listeners get 15% off their total purchase with the code POD15. So follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. Welcome to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. This podcast is a lifestyle and entertainment news podcast where I talk all about life struggles, the breakups, the makeups, business aspirations, and I am always having new guests on to discuss it all. Plus, I'm always giving you the latest on all things pop culture. So let's jump into today's episode because, girl, we gotta talk. and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. Today, I am so glad to have on Alex Allen. She's a therapist who is just helping women prioritize themselves, and she's always advocating on the mental health front on all of her social media platforms, um, The Selfish Contract. So I'm really excited to have her on. We're going to talk just about that right there, just how to prioritize yourself as a woman. Um, we're going to talk about like the pressures the outside world kind of has on us. So how to like balance everything in your life and just a lot of uh, inspirational goodies today. So thank you so much for joining me today, Alex. Yeah. Thank you for having me ignore my dog. I think our trash guy is outside. So <laughs> there's that, but yeah, I'm excited to be here um, for all the things. If you want to just kind of introduce yourself a little bit more and kind of explain what the selfish con- selfish contract is, go ahead. All right. So the selfish contract was created basically as a therapy platform, but has migrated into more of a coaching and an empowerment tool for women. So, like you said, mental health is the forefront of it all, but it's definitely making that contract or teaching women how to make promises to themselves to prioritize their growth above all things. I love that. I love that you're like using a platform in in that kind of way. So before we jump into everything, I like to do some rapid fire questions. So I have just some fun ones here we can ask you before we get started. So the first question is, what is your current Starbucks order? Okay. So I haven't really liked Starbucks lately. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I've been beefing with them, but if I had to go it's just like they keep burning my bean. But if I had to go, it's just an iced coffee with almond milk and one Splenda. It's pretty are, simple. That sounds good. Are you a Dunkin' girl? Like, are you, did you switch over to another brand? So, okay. So I'm a coffee connoisseur. So give me all the coffees. It's like my love language. I have like the Nespresso. I've done the Starbucks attic thing. I've done, what is it? Dutch bros. Um, and I've done Duncan, but what's really caught my love is the Duncan, um, jugs from oh. like grocery store. Um, like I have, I literally have an espresso machine to make really fancy coffee, but it's that Duncan $4 jug that just does it for me. I love that. That's hilarious. I feel the same way about Starbucks. It's like a love hate relationship. So I totally, everyone's like, why does, why does it taste burnt? So I guess that's definitely something among 
a lot more people than just you. That just has to be. I think maybe they're moving too fast. I could see that. Um, but it's like, it's always burnt. And I'm like, this made my day go bad. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to have to micromanage the coffee. Right. Cause I'm a definite micromanager. Um, so I'll just make my own out of my jug. Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So what is something you've always wanted to do, but haven't yet? Mm, public speaking. Oh, really? Does this yeah. count? Uh, this is fantastic start, right? Um, it's always been my dream to be on Ted talk. Um, and I'm going to put that out now. I really, really, really want to speak at like women events. That's like hopefully next step. Um, but that imposter syndrome comes in very strong. Um, the imposter syndrome comes on really strong. So it's like gearing up to doing that next. Yeah. Oh, you would be so good at that. Um, I hope so. What is one food that you would never be able to give up? Oh, food, coffee. <laughs> I like, coffee counts. Coffee. Uh-huh. coffee. That's funny. Um, and then what is your favorite version of self-care? Time. Like, I know that that sounds really broad, um, but I don't think we give ourselves time because there's like, so many things going on. And I made a video once about sitting in the car And I know that sounds really like, okay, random, but allowing yourself the time before you go into your next step allows you to care for yourself and process. I think it's something that we skip out on and I don't think we realize it until it's pointed out. Yeah. That's not something that I feel like I think about a lot. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And then last question, what's a memory that always makes you happy when you think about it? I mean, my wedding yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't need to say it like that, but I tried to like focus on me. Right. So it's like, yeah, my wedding, my wedding and graduating from my master's. That was a big deal. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So I first wanted to start about, start talking about goals. Um, I feel like I have a lot of goals. I th- everyone out there has plenty of goals that they want to achieve. And I think sometimes people get a little bit nervous because their goals kind of like blend together with like their hopes and dreams. And they maybe look at goals as like unattainable. And so I wanted to ask you some things on that because I feel like a lot of us maybe get nervous and we stop trying to reach those goals because of, I don't know, fear or like, we don't think we're good enough. So I wanted to kind of get your take on this. So what what do you think about like, I guess people trying to reach their goals and being afraid of doing that? Well, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think it always goes back to fear and I don't even think it's fear of what you can't do. I think it's fear of what it's going to require. Right. So even with selfish contract, I had to do a ton of therapy work on the back end because when we try to accomplish a goal, we're putting ourselves out there to be told no, right? If you're not comfortable with the word, no, what does no mean to you? Or what is that being said? Like, what are you absorbing when you hear that? So I think it goes deeper than fear. I think it's the work behind it of hearing the no, not feeling instant gratification. And if you don't get that soon, do you give up? Like, what's it worth? Right? Like it's so much deeper to me really than just a goal. I think people don't strive for them unless there's a guarantee now to succeed. So why try anyways? Right. It's a, it's such a deeper process. And as a mom, I'm really hard on my kids about that almost to a fault, because I always say like, you're not allowed to walk into a space guaranteed to succeed. Like you have to try and put in the back end, or you don't 
deserve any of this, right? Um, I think that's just a deeper meaning to that. Yeah, that is such an interesting perspective because if you think about it, I feel like within the last couple of years or maybe even more than that, we as a society are so used to things happening so quickly with like technology and like all of that. We just, if we want something, it happens in like a click of a button. And so I feel like maybe sometimes with goals, like, like you said, if it, if it can't happen really quickly or easily, then like people just give up. Um, it's and, work. That's yeah, work. exactly. Now, if we, if we think about times that we've stopped or times that you you've told yourself, I can't do this. Well, is it, did you stop because you can't, or did you stop because you didn't want to keep doing all the things that required that you weren't prepared for? Right. It's just those extra steps. So what are some steps that you think are key? And like, I guess even getting your foot in the door or just starting that process of like reaching that goal. I think being clear on what the goal is. Right. So, I mean, shameless plug, I've gotten every single job I've ever wanted, period. Like I've gotten dream jobs. I've gotten dream internships. I'm, I've done everything and I'm only 30 truly. Right. But that's because I was clear on the direction. If you're not clear on where you're going, or if you're not clear on what that's going to look like, who you're surrounded with or what you're going to give up, you'll, you'll sway off. You'll sway off. So you have to like be super clear. Like this is a non negotiable in my life. And regardless of the work that I have to do, I have to work towards this. Things are going to happen. Right. But it's like, okay, that happened, but I'm still working towards it. Yeah, absolutely. I was watching this like (laughs) Instagram live the other night, um, of like a random, I don't know if you watch Bravo, but it was Kim Bierman. It's so random. I don't even know why I clicked on it, but she was talking about how, I think she was like getting maybe some hate or something from her followers, but she said something really like that, like struck me. And she was like, I did not get any of my life without putting in the effort. Like I didn't just sit around and do nothing to get where I'm at. Like I had to put work in and like people thought I couldn't do it. And like, stuff like that is like, it can be like a cliche, like, well, yeah, I just didn't sit on my, you know, I didn't sit on my butt and do nothing. Like I worked hard for it, but like stuff like that really like like gets to me. Cause I'm like, okay. And it kind of reminds me like, yes, you have to put a little bit of work in, you have to work hard to get what you want and it's not going to be easy, but imagine like the feeling at the end of, of you reaching that goal. Like you're just going to be so happy with yourself and then probably motivated to do something else and try something else and reach another goal. So I just feel like if you have that kind of mindset, like, yes, this is hard, <laughs> but it's going to be worth it. I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. It's- like connect that to play. I always tell clients to like, play your tape out, like play it out. So if you don't, I always take it back to like working out. If you don't run these 30 minutes, how are you going to feel at four o'clock today? You're going to feel sluggish. You're probably irritated with yourself that you didn't do it. You keep making excuses. It's like, you have to play everything out as to what it's going to feel like if you don't do this or don't put in the work. And but that's the honest conversations people aren't really ready for. I think most of the time, um, it, and it's just being real. Like, cause if I know my triggers as a person, if I don't try time and money are my biggest like loss. Right. So if I don't try then I may have missed out on that for myself and no one else loses, but me. Yep. Right. Exactly. No, that's a good point. And kind of tying it back to like working out or fitness in general, that's such a true statement. Like play it out in your head because that's so fair for me. If I 
I I'm like pretty strict on myself lately. Like, okay, I'm going to work out every single day. I'm going to do a little bit of something every single day. And if I don't, it's not that like, I'm trying to lose weight and I'm trying to be like, you know, super skinny person. It's literally for my mental health. Like it's because of at the end of the day, if I don't, I'm going to feel terrible about myself. I'm going to be mad at myself because I didn't put the effort in. And then I'm going to just be in the worst, literally the worst mood the rest of the night. And that's on me. That's like my fault. Cause I didn't do it. And I feel like that's, that can play into any aspect of your life. Like yeah, it's like that. It's, it's the conversation you have to have with yourself. Well, it's like the piggyback of selfish contract. Like a contract is a promise that you don't break, right? And or you can't break. So if you tell yourself you're going to do this, you're more than likely mad at yourself that you didn't do it because you keep fighting against this promise. And your subconscious knows when you're yep. fighting against it. Mm-hmm. It's internal conflict. It is. It is. So as far as like balancing your life, um, with those goals or just with every aspect of life is so hard. I feel like there are so many expectations for everybody, but I feel like for women a little bit more, if that's fair to say, I think we have so much on our plate all of the time. And we're just expected to be perfect and a hundred percent in every part of that. So Mm -hmm. that's like your job, your work, social life. Um, relationships you have, if you're dating or if you're in a relationship, um, friendships is like a tricky one too, to like fit on your plate sometimes. And so you have, there's like, yeah, there's this expectation that you have to be everywhere the right amount of time. I don't know. It's very difficult. So what's your advice on trying to find that balance in in life? Oh, it's the roles. It's the, the roles women have to play. And we don't even know which one to play in first, right? Like I was texting my friend one morning and I was like, how in the hell am I supposed to get eight hours, jade roll, moisturize, get fully ready, feed myself. Oh wait, work out. I was like, how All, to be on the computer by eight 30 for clients. Like how, like how I don't understand. And she's like, girl, there's just not enough time in the day. Right. So something has to give really something does have to give. And I mean, I am still trying to figure out all that balance, but I think one is releasing expectations. Like, um, I've learned, I can't work out for an hour, hour and 15 minutes every day. So I'll do the Peloton for 30, right? Okay. I've given myself time, um, relationships and things like that. It's just time blocking where you're at now. So if six to seven is allotted for working out six to seven is allotted for working out. And that can count as you time, right? If kids need you from this to this, and that's what you're going to do at that time, but not allowing it to bleed, over and being present in what role you're in at that time. Right. But then also loving yourself after, cause I don't know about you, but eight 30 hits and I'm done. I'm done. And I'm like, I don't even know what else to do with my life, but what a better time to love on me, read a book, sit in absolute silence. Like I usually don't listen to music in the car. Um, I just need to like process my day. Like what, what I'm about to head into the roles aren't going to go away they're not. The only thing that's going to change is what we allow the stress over. Right. So it's just determining like, is it worth it? Like, what's the, why, why am I even doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, why, no, that's, why is this such a good point? Because I feel like with those expectations, there's this little like voice inside of us. That's like, you can't stop. You have to be, you have to be like everywhere at the same time. And you have to make everybody else happy um, 
but I feel like, yeah, you're right. Maybe it is okay to be like, okay, you know, maybe I won't see my friend today because I have X amount of things to do today. Or maybe I don't get everything done during my workday, which stinks, but then I'll put more effort into it tomorrow because I have X amount of things to do today. So maybe giving up a little bit of something, you have to give like yourself a little bit of wiggle room, I feel like in order to be a self boundary, like a self boundary, I think is key right? Like you cannot be all the things all the time. Right. So as far as taking care of ourselves, I feel like you kind of mentioned it there with like just sitting in the car in silence, which I honestly, that sounds heavenly. Um, I feel like it is hard to kind of like take a second and take care of yourself, um, during the day or with whatever you have going on in life, like to, to pause. So why do you think it's so important to do this for ourselves? And if people listening, like are struggling with finding that time for themselves? Like what can they start doing every day to like get to that point? Okay. So if you don't recharge, no one else can recharge for you. Right. So if a phone dies, you have to plug it in. No, it's not going to get iPhones. Don't get battery from other iPhones anymore. Or like, remember the old school? I don't know if you remember that. Are you yeah. plug in another battery? Yeah. Okay. So it's yep. just, that just isn't going to happen. So if you don't take care of you, no one else is going to, and you're going to be giving from an empty cup and it will catch up. You can, you can do it. You can do it for X amount of time, but you will crash and burn and be like, I don't even know what's wrong anymore. Like, and then you adopted this role of serving everybody else. And you're like, I just don't feel good, which I think could lead to depression truly. Right. Like if you're serving everybody else besides yourself, where do you go? Who takes care of you and who holds you? Um, that could be a really deep thing. I think the first step in even taking care of yourself is noticing that you even need it. Like loving yourself enough to say you need it. I, with women, we give constantly, constantly to everybody else all the time, all the time. And we don't even notice what we haven't given ourselves. Even if that's that 30 minute work that you didn't do for you, Um, I would start off by asking yourself, what do I do daily for me daily, not weekly daily. And I always go back to moms who have new babies. I really like there's so many things that they have to do for this newborn baby that they're so overwhelmed. Like what could they do? Right. Like, that's just how I think you can't just tell somebody take care of yourself for 30 minutes. Like, okay, but I have all these things happening. Well, take note what you're not doing. And take note of what you can because someone with a new baby can do 15 minutes of just shush, just take the baby, right? Or going in the car and talk to yourself about what you're not getting and what you might need. And then it's like a refuel. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I think too, from from my personal experience on this, I remember my back at my senior year of college, I was the giver. I was trying to make sure that everybody in my life was happy. And that turned me into like a very sad person on the inside, obviously on the front, I'm like, what can I do? You know, like I'm trying to make everyone happy, but deep down, I was like, what am I doing for me? Literally nothing. Like I started like really being unhappy. I started gaining weight, like stress weight. I started just not doing anything for myself And I got to the point where I was like, I looked myself in the mirror. I was like, you just need to stop for a minute. Like you need to do something for you, like push everybody out for a minute, do something that you want to do, relax, like start working on yourself. And like, since then I feel like 
I have slowly, I don't want to say mastered it because I'm not a perfect person, but I've, I've perfected the, the me time. And I think that I used to think, you know, okay, what is me time? Like a, a face mask? Like that's okay. Whatever. Like yeah, no, whatever, no. who cares? But me time be. is just literally doing whatever I want for a certain amount of time. It's sitting on my bed and doing nothing or like closing my eyes for 10 minutes or it's going on a walk or it's my workout. I make that time like a me time. Nobody can talk to me and I shut everything out. And then I'm a better person because of it that day. Like I'm just trying to be like a happier person for myself, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that that's just a deep part and you have to stop being the role for everybody. I think at a certain point of the day and be what you need. Yeah. Because it's, people pleasing is exhausting. It really is. I used to be like that. And I think women think because we're nurturing, we have to be people pleasing and be the yes and the fixer. Well, that's just a recipe for disaster. In my opinion, it really is. That is a tiring personality trait. Like you just can't do that anymore. That's just, mm-hmm. I'm so glad I'm not like that version of myself anymore. Cause that's literally all I would do is like, I would do literally anything for somebody else not to say I wouldn't do like I wouldn't do something for someone now but I'm a little bit more aware of it like okay if I do this is that going to make me a happier person or is that just going to make that person happier like where does it fit in my life you know it's a good point it's a really good point how does this serve me and selfish contracts like not to be rude like you could totally be selfish without being an a-hole right it's just and at a certain point you should be self-serving because there's only so many hours in the day. Like you have to serve you because so-and-so, okay, they can lean on you, but you can't do it every day. Then they probably need a therapist or I don't know, like something else, right? You can't be all the things all the time. It just isn't going to happen. Yeah. So kind of leaning into that, I want to talk about the selfish contract a little bit more um, and why you chose to name it that, which you've kind of touched on here and there, but before I want to know just kind of what got you into being a therapist and what kind of like led you to this point in your life. Well, so I went to FITM, the fashion Institute of design and merchandising, and I was going to do PR and do all the things. And I went to New York and I realized I was being told or asked advice or being told a lot of secrets. Um, in that space more than I was designing or doing PR or any of those things. So I was like, huh, I don't think this is studying anymore. So I, and I was like all of 21, 22 around that time. So as I grew up, I just realized I had this like God given talent of people coming to me for advice or coming to me with their issues. And me, I mean, I had solid advice, but I always was never really affected by people's hard truths. Um, I just knew how to share space with people and little did I know that was therapy. Right. So I was like, let's just make a career out of it recently with the coaching though, um, it's gotten deeper. Like I mentioned before, I've done a lot of therapy, right? Like for me personally, I've provided therapy. I think what stirs my soul more than anything is empowering people to just live a life that they wanted to. And it, it's not just like, Oh my God, like be that. I think on TikTok is like, be that girl. No, I'm talking about like 
empowering every single struggle you've had and molding it into how you can use it in the future. Like that's where the coaching's going. So therapy is one aspect of I me loving perspectives and really love talking about hard, hard things. But the coaching aspect is like, let's use the hard things and move on, right? Let's honor it, but how can we use it? Like that's where I get stirred, which is um, basically the breeding ground of selfish contract. Yeah. And I love that. I think that's an important like message to share with people. So I think that's awesome that you're doing that. So I guess like as far as, um, kind of like the self growth in like your client's journey, like what is something that you really tried to like instill in them when talking to them? Um, nobody will do the work, but you, and it's like my boss she was like, man, you're like a no BS sir. And I'm like, you can't be, you can't be like, I'll, I'll hug you. And we'll do a couple hugs, like emotional hugs. And I'll sit in it with you. But I, I truly don't crutch on victim mentality. And I know that everyone's so different. Like every therapist is different. A little bit more, there's some more patient, a little bit more like endearing, a little bit more stern. Like just everyone's just so different. My style is we are going to process. We are going to sit but we're also going to keep going. Like we're not allowed to stay in that space for a very long time as a therapist in my space. Um, so it's, it's just honoring that part of it, like in pushing people to keep going. Like you just can't stay there. Mm -hmm. Then what? Yeah, exactly. Then there's no growth. So, um, what are like some of the biggest takeaways that you want, um, my listeners to kind of like gain from our whole conversation today? So I think the biggest thing is regardless of what you've gone through or continuing to go through or what keeps getting in your way, you have to always put yourself first and become all the things you wanted to be period. Like there will always be hard experiences. There will always be issues. Someone's always going to have a problem, but you have to keep in the back of your mind of who you want to be and how you're going to get there. Period. Like you have one opportunity in one life, like don't waste it on moving backwards, embrace it, embrace the struggle, lean into the struggle. If it's a lesson and keep going, that's like the biggest thing. I love that. I love that. Um, well, that was such a good conversation. I feel, I feel like uplifted. I feel like validated. I'm feeling all of the things. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. I feel like this was such a like helpful conversation. And if anyone listening was like struggling with like anything we talked about, hopefully you gained a little bit of, you know, insight on this. Um, where can people find you, follow you, contact you, all of those fun things. Okay. So I think by the time this actually launches, I will have started a waiting list for one-on-one -on -one coaching. So not to be confused with therapy. I just practice in Nevada currently for therapy, but if someone wants one-on-one -on -one coaching on how to get to this next step, go ahead and contact me through my Instagram, which is the selfish contract. Um, a website should be launching within the next five weeks. So obviously once you follow me, you'll see all of those updates. And this is just the beginning. Like I hope everyone who is with me with this journey, like we continue to grow and amazing things will happen. Like I truly believe in like women taking over everything. Yes. <laughs> I really, really do believe that. I do too. I love that. That's awesome that you're going to do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I think that'd be great. Yeah, definitely reach out to Alex. If you're interested in that, I think that would be an amazing opportunity, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I was so happy to, we, we got to chat today. Yeah, it was good. Thank you for so much for having me. 
Of course. So be sure to follow Alex on the selfish contract on all of her social medias. And I will list everything and all of her information in the show notes. So just be sure to check that out if you're interested, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye.